This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. So if the Fed is done, which it appears they may be since we've been getting better than expected inflation data, and we aren't in a recession yet, although we may be in one to start the new year, unclear, but a lot of people are buying into the theory that we may have the soft landing after all. And it's not going to be as painful as what Chairman Powell warned us about 18 months ago. But that's all still kind of up in the air. But the stock market is beginning to be more bullish. They're beginning to think maybe we will uh, skirt the worst of it and that inflation will come down. The Fed maybe will stay at these higher rates for a number of months just to make sure that the inflation is, you know, dead and buried. And then they may start cutting. Some people think as soon as March of next year, some people think May or June. Um, Nobody knows, obviously. I'm sure even the Fed doesn't really know themselves. But if you are thinking, hey, Uh, Things could be looking up by next summer, both in the economy, you know, the slowdown that we're in, maybe that reverses, the rates come down, housing market improves, some of these areas that are in more of a recession improve, including manufacturing. Then one area that you may want to be in, I know it's a little scary to think about, is the banks. So, um Banks have, you know, gotten crushed down. There's no doubt about it. But now I'm beginning to think maybe we should be looking around for some deals in the banks. I've already done the podcast where we looked at the banks and try to determine whether or not they were values or value traps. Most of the banks on that episode were pretty much values, not as trappy. And remember, the trap indicates that the earnings estimates are on the decline for the next year. So not, you know, earnings uh, is aren't growing. But the banks have pretty good earnings outlook here, depending on which one you're looking at, obviously. And each bank does have a little bit different business model. The community banks are very different than the regional banks, which are very different from the big national banks like JP Morgan and Bank of America. And that's because they provide different types of services for their individual communities. Community banks, the smaller banks are usually, you know, deposits uh, mortgages, car loans, uh, you know, some construction loans, some business lending to small businesses, things like that. The regionals, similar categories, but also they may do investing. You might be able to buy stocks through a regional bank. They may have insurance side of things. Uh, So just a little bit bigger and they're loaning out to bigger corporations at the regional level. And then you have the big, uh, the big kahunas who may have international business. They have investment banking, you know, where they're doing M&A. You know, there's a lot of different things that the bigger banks do that uh, puts them in a little bit different category. But I thought I would try to find some cheap banks for today's podcast. And 
this is always a little dubious. Like, how do you find them if you're trying to screen for them? So I use the price to book because remember for banks, uh, the low price to book is means it's cheaper. The higher means it's more expensive. So the banking analyst always said you buy at a price to book of one, you sell at the two. So I thought I'd look at some banks that have price to books under the one. So dirt cheap and see if there are any and what's happening with those. And then I did use the number one rank because I do want rising earnings estimates. Now, it doesn't mean it's going to save me from seeing, you know, value traps in there because you still may have rising estimates, but uh, things aren't looking as good for next year, right? Like that's definitely a possibility. But it's still telling me that somebody out there, some analyst is seeing something better with that particular bank. So I still want the number one rank, the strong buys. And then I literally just screened for sector and I use the finance sector. Um, we do have industry screening possibilities where you can search just by the industry, but the banks get real complicated in the industries because they are usually separated by geography and even like size. So there'll be the big banks, they'll, you know, I think it says majors, the majors. Then we have a regional category. Then I think there might even be either small or community. I forget how we say it. And then there's the the regions. So like Northeast banks, Southeast banks, <laughs> like there's, there's a region for everything, um, for all the banks. So I decided to just go with sector. And, but if you're screening for the finance sector, that includes more than banks. You're going to get insurance companies. You could get Berkshire Hathaway. <laughs> you could get other, other companies that aren't banks exclusively in there. But I figured how many could there be? And I should be able to pick out even just by the name of the company on the list, you know, the actual ones that are banks. Because usually they have some kind of bank in the name. Not always, but usually. So this is what I did. I screened for just those three things and I got 24 matches. And most of them were actually banks of some kind. So it was actually fairly easy, as I said, to just kind of look down the list and go, oh, okay, here's some banks. I'm going to pick them out. So I picked out five just random. These were not even anys that I'm even familiar with at all. And I do know some smaller banks um, over the years, I've I've seen some, I've invested in some myself, so I have some clue, but there are hundreds, if not thousands of the community banks, even ones that are publicly traded and have a Zach's rank. Because since we screened for the number one rank, it has to have at least one analyst on these banks. Um, so there's not a lot of analysts that cover the really tiny banks. I did not screen for market cap on the screen. So I was unclear what I'm really going to get in here. So I didn't look at these before I came on the podcast. I just wrote down five of them. I just picked them out because they had bank in the name and I knew they would be a bank. So I'm unclear, uh, you know, where, where are these banks? <laughs> what, what, what's going on with them? So let's just dive in and take a look at what did the screen give me? Who is trading with the price to book under one dirt cheap? 
and what's going on with these stacks. So the first one I pulled out was Citizens Community Bank Corps and it's ticker CZWI. And I'm looking it up right now on Yahoo Finance and I see it's in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. So it's a small Wisconsin bank. And um, this is pretty small, market cap of 117.9 million, but it's got the Zach's rank and it has one analyst estimate on it. So the price to book on this one is 0.71. So that's pretty cheap. And it is it has gotten a bid here in November, beginning of November, now that the CPI data came out and everybody's thinking what I'm thinking, like, hey, we might be getting this soft landing kind of scenario. So over the last month, these shares are up 23%, but year to date, they're still down 63 so they were down, um, you know, much more, almost 30% at one point. And then last spring after the uh, banking crisis, they were down 35% year to date. But they they are rebounding here. Citizens Community Bank Corps does pay a dividend yielding 2.6%. That's what I like to look for in these really tiny banks because that means they are giving it back to the shareholders. And you... Um, you know, that's what you want when you own banks. You do want something that's paying a dividend, or at least I do. So um, especially now, you you know, we don't know what's going to happen with the banking stocks, and I want to get something for my patients with these stocks. So we have had this nice little boost. It's not as cheap as it was before, but still is very cheap. And what does – is it a uh, – value trap here. We might as well look, right? Because we all want to know. Um, so they're expected to make $1.15 this year. And that is down from last year where they made $1.76. But remember with the mortgages and that area of the, the small banks really slowing, they, they have seen a hit on earnings, a lot of these small community banks, because of how slow housing is. So I'm not surprised by this, down about 35% on the earnings. But next year, also down a bit, 11.3% to a dollar two. So it does have a little bit of trappiness, but we didn't screen for that. And it's still really dirt cheap. So, and the uh, one analyst has raised for next year in the last 30 days. So they're already a little more bullish on next year. And that's good. That's what I want to see. So we'll keep an eye on that as market conditions change. And we'll see if that negative 11% earnings growth starts to change as we get into next year. So this is Citizens Community Bank Corps CW, uh, CZWI is that ticker. Okay, bank number two is called Finwise Bank Corp. And it's F as in Frank, I, N as in Nancy, W. And this one, um, let's see. Uh, it's also, you know, some of these are going to be on the small side. That's why none of us have heard of them, right? Uh, Finwise trading at $10.33. So it's also... Um, you know, like cheap as as a as a stock, 
and it's cheap on a price to book basis. 0.89 is this price to book year to date. It's actually up 11.5% and it has gained a lot off of the recent rally over the last month. It's up 17.4%, but we would see that with a lot of these smaller banks and Finwise is in Murray, Utah, also a small bank in Murray, Utah, and it has a market cap of just 129 million. So similar to Citizens Community Bank Corps. I actually like it that it's in another part of the country. That's another thing with the banks that you have to uh, consider is what's going on economically in that part of the country where the bank is located. Because that's going to, you know, figure their whole business is what's going on where they are. So especially with things like the housing market. So we have two estimates for FinWise and one of them is higher. That's how it's got the number one rank in the last 30 days. But these estimates look very similar to Citizens Community Bank Corp. It's down about 36% this year to $1.20 from $1.87. Not expected to be down as big next year. In 2024, just 1.7% to $1.18. So almost flat for next year, but a little early to know, as I said, what's going to happen. But this one does not pay a dividend. And without digging deeper, I don't know why, but that would be one of the detriments for me on owning one of these small banks. I better get something for my time hanging out in them. But that's FinWise Bank Corps, ticker F-I-N-W. Okay, the third bank is just called First Bank. (laughs) So I have no clue where this one might be located or anything else about it. It's a little bit bigger. It has a market cap of 310 million. So that's kind of good. I was getting a little nervous there that all of these would be like really small community banks, but this one is not a little bit bigger and it does pay a dividend 1.9%. The price to book ratio is 0.84. So that's of course cheap. But let's see where First Bank is located, Hamilton, New Jersey. So some of you out in New Jersey listening to this or that region probably know of First Bank and uh, maybe you even bank there. But also in Pennsylvania, it looks like. So New Jersey, Pennsylvania as a regional bank. So what does the estimates look like on this one? Um, First Bank is looking not too bad here. Um, But like I said, a lot of these have had a a nice boost. Recently, the last earnings report for a lot of these banks was not as as, uh, terrible as what all the analysts were thinking was going to happen. And that's similar with this bank, First Bank. There is one estimate higher in the last 30 days. It's expected to see earnings fall 24.7% this year. So that's a little better than the other two we talked about and rise quite a bit for next year. So this is one that is not a value trap for next year for 2024. So they made 186 in 2022, expected to make $1.40 in 2023, that's this year, but then looking better for 2024 at $1.67. 
So that's 19% earnings growth. I'm liking that. And even on sales, expect to be up 19% on sales, 227 million from 108. And like I said, they do pay a dividend uh, yielding 1.9%. So that's positive. Um, this one trades with really low volume. That's another thing you have to watch with some of these. They are uh, publicly traded. They do have analyst coverage, but very uh, thinly traded. So could get a lot of volatility. Year to date, down 9% still. So, but it has bounced off the recent lows and it's up 10.7% in the last month. So, um, you know, like I said, I, I need a dividend for some of these to stick around. So that's First Bank FRBA. Okay, moving on to um, another one that I'm assuming from the title is in the Northeast because it's Northeast Community Bank. Now, some of these, if they're any bigger banks, some of them have branched out to, you know, more than just wherever their original location was. You know, some of them like West Banco is in West Virginia, but it's a little bit bigger regional bank than some of these we're, we've been talking about. And the, that they've branched out into like multiple states now nearby. So you can't really just call them a West Virginia bank anymore. But Northeast Community Bank, it has a market cap of $242 million. So another small one and a dividend of 1.4. So at least we're getting the dividend on this one. And let's see where they're located in the Northeast, White Plains, New York. So this is a, a New York-based bank. And um, like I said, there's hundreds, if not thousands of community banks. They're all not publicly traded or have analyst coverage, but this one does. It says it was founded in 1934, so it's been around a while. And um, the earnings on this one, well, let's get to the cheapness. The price to book on this one is 0.95. So this is one of the more expensive out of the ones we screened for, which had to be under one on the price to book. But still, is still cheap. I see it as a PE if you wanted to look at the PEs of just 5.5. But the PEs aren't quite as relevant, especially for the banks and these little banks. But on the earnings side, we see uh, $3.12 expected for this year. That's actually up 97.5% <laughs> from last year, which was $1.58. So I'm not sure what's going on here. I would like to know. Um, looks like I would gather because sales are also up 53% that they maybe bought out somebody. They they got some extra business somehow. They acquired somebody. And so that's why you see the big, the big gains. Next year expected to decline back to $2.51. So that's a decline of about 20%. But sales expected to fall just 3.4%. So I don't hate that part, but I would like to investigate why the big jump this year, but that's pretty dramatic given what else is going on in banking. So I'm assuming, you know, some kind of news was in there about some kind of acquisition. Some way they're getting more earnings, uh, double the earnings. Um, so these shares did uh, bottom back in the banking crisis months, like the April, May and almost into June, 
and then had a rally, pulled back like all the banks have done, and now have had another rally off this good CPI data. So year to date, they're up 12%. That's not bad. One month, they're up 12.4. So really just the recent surge has really helped these shares. But again, still cheap if you're looking around for these small banks. So that's Northeast Community Bank Corps, N-E-C-B. And then we're finishing up with uh, OP Bank Corps. Now, this is a real mystery. I'm not sure at all where this one is. It's only trading at $8.60. So let's just cut right to the chase and find out where it's at. Los Angeles, OP Bancor. Yay, we got another West Coast uh, out of my, you know, uh, random picking out of the screen. <laughs> but this is a small, small uh, bank as well with a market cap of just $129 million. So clearly the screen is picking up on a lot of small banks where the analysts that does cover it, usually just one or two analysts on these very small banks, but they all got too pessimistic after the banking crisis. And the banks are reporting better than expected now as we head into the end of the year. So that one analyst is raising, they get the number one rank, and that's why they're showing up in the screen. This isn't a bad thing though. It does tell you the trend because when you screen for the number one stocks, you'll see that there are a considerable number of banks on that list now. And it's a little shocking because we just had the banking crisis, right? So you're like, wow, look at all these banks on there. But the analyst just got too pessimistic. It was just too dark and it's really not that bad. And we're not in a recession either, which normally does impact the banks even further. And so, um, you know, we've seen all these revisions to the analyst estimates. And sometimes this X rank can give you these trends if you're really paying attention enough. Um, and that's what it's doing with the banks right here. They have been oversold. And so... I've seen some insider buying in some of the banks on the insider trader portfolio that I run here at Saks as well. I was waiting to see when that would happen. We didn't see much of it after the banking crisis, to be honest. And the Zacks rank was very poor then too, so I wouldn't be apt to have bought any in the spring. But with this recent uh, turned down in the shares before the CPI data. They all got cheap again. We've talked about it here on the podcast, how cheap the banks have been. And so a lot of the insiders decided, you know, things just aren't this dark and we're buying in. So I've seen some um, insider buying in some of the banks, not in any of the ones that are this small. It's been more in the regional banks. But this one, OP Bank Corp, like I said, LA-based, the estimates look like some of the others. They're down 25% on the earnings for this year to $1.60 from $2.14. And then next year, expected to be down 8% to $1.47. Um, one estimate is actually down for this year in the last 30 days, uh, but one is higher for next year. And the Zacks rank is looking at that next year revision higher to determine the number one rank here. So a little bit of value trappiness with this one, OP Bank Corp, but um, still interesting. It's again, very lightly traded. So keep that in mind. It's going to be volatile. 
But the dividend yield on this one, it says 5.6%. I don't know if that's accurate. That's pretty high, but um, maybe they're, you know, paying it to keep everybody around and in this stock. Like I said, it does trade under $10. So there's that. Um, what does the chart look like on this one? One month on this chart, it's not having the explosive, uh, you know, turn higher. It's still actually down 3.1% and then year to date down 23%. So I would like to do much more investigation on this one, on OP Bancorp, if I was interested in, in uh, becoming a shareholder, because I would like to know why is the dividend so high and why is the street still so pessimistic on it? It's not yet back to its uh, crisis level lows in May, but it has weakened over the past couple of months here and is now down the 23%. So um, keep those things in mind. There's a lot going on with the banks. That's why it's very hard uh, to just even do a screen and figure out like, hey, what are the cheap banks like we just did? Because yes, I found a bunch of cheap banks. They're all fairly small. The largest is First Bank at 310 million. So I would consider these to be like kind of micro cap, but not you know, they're not the $40 million banks that I've seen out there, but these are all pretty small. I would stick with ones that pay a dividend if I were buying a bank this small. The only banks that I own are a little bit bigger and they're more of the regional banks. But I'm keeping uh, an eye on the, the banking sector because I do know that it is cheap at this time with these price to books below even the one and, you know, uh, each one has its own particular business model. So you really have to do as much homework as you can and listen in on any conference call if they have them and uh, really watch those estimate revisions. That's what makes it good to have the rank and the, the estimates from even if it's just one analyst. Uh, hopefully you can get some information even from that. So let's recap the, the banks we talked about. There was Citizens Community Bank Corp. That's ticker CZWI. There was Finwise Bank Corp, ticker FINW. First Bank, which is F as in Frank, R, B as in boy, A as in Adam. We had Northeast Community, which is N as in Nancy, E, C as in Charles, B as in boy. And then we finished up in LA on the West Coast with OP Bank Corp which is O as in Olive, P as in Paul, B as in Boy, and K as in uh, Kevin, O-P-B-K. And as always, you want to be sure you're getting the Value Investor Podcast because there's a lot going on as we head into the end of the year. There are a lot of value stocks out there like whole, whole sectors, it seems like, or industries at least with say the banks. Energy is also continuing to be pretty cheap. We're seeing a lot of bargains in renewable energy. Maybe I'm going to take a look at that side of things. And what else is 
going on. Are any of the Magnificent Seven a bargain or a value here? We've looked at that over the last couple of years to see if you could find something kind of affordable in the Fangs or the Fang Men or now the Magnificent Seven. Their earnings keep rising, so maybe it's possible that there's something that's attractively priced among the Magnificent Seven. But these are all questions I'm going to be looking at, and especially what value stocks to buy as we head into 2024. Yes, it's getting into that time of year where we can look forward to the new year and what value possibilities are out there. So be sure to subscribe. Get us on Apple Podcasts. Get us on Spotify. Get us on Amazon Music. You can get us on YouTube. Go to Zach's podcast. Just put that into the search bar. You'll get um, a bunch of our podcasts there, including the Market Edge, where you can just, you know, listen in and subscribe to that uh, page and get a bunch of them. But be sure to get us somewhere. And I'll see you again next time with some more value stacks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.